I want to talk to you about prayer today and talk about a formula for prayer. And there's lots of formulas found in the scriptures about how to pray. It gives us guidance on how to pray. And so I just want to kind of go through one of those that I happen to find in the Old Testament that I thought would be maybe an encouragement to you. And so it's Psalm 66, 16 to 20. So Psalm 66, 16 to 20. It says, Come and listen, all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. I cried out to him for help, praising him as I spoke. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer, praised God who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. Father, may you bless your word here this morning. May, may it touch our hearts both here in this sanctuary and, Lord, in all the sanctuaries that are in individuals' homes today. May your word go forth and may it find a resting place in every heart and every life that, Lord, whether they're here in church, whether they watch online or whether they listen later online. And so, God, we just uh, give this time to you and just pray that you would use it and draw us all closer in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Well, this morning I want to share with you about a very important topic for every Christian of every age, and that is the topic of prayer. I find it interesting sometimes when you choose a message, that after you choose the message, that all of a sudden you look around and you think, was somebody watching me or something? Because now I'm seeing everybody else speak the same message, or they got the same topic. And that's not that people are stealing everyone's message. That's just God. That's how God can arrange things that people will talk about the same subject. And uh, that's always cool when those kind of things uh, take place. But prayer should be an important topic and practice for every Christian. And as we face these days of COVID fears and racial unrest, protests, the economic crash, the, the mixed messages of social media and on our news, we really need to be praying. We need to be hearing what God has to say, not what the world has to say. Too many of our lives are being uh, just bombarded by what the world is saying when we need to be listening to what God is saying. And that's the message that we see as you read the book of Revelation. Before you even get into all the plagues and all those kinds of things, what does Jesus say? Jesus says, listen to what the Spirit is saying. Are you in that place that you are listening and hearing what the Spirit of God is saying? It's quite clear in the scriptures that the Christian's response to things of this nature is to pray. It's to seek the mind of God. And thankfully, there's a lot of Christians who are praying. I had the opportunity to read a couple of magazines this week, and they just happened to have some nice information in there. And there was this research done by Pew Research, and it's found that it states that not all is bad during the COVID and racial unrest that is happening and North America. They have found that 42% of evangelicals, of which you folks would be, you'd be classified as evangelicals, are finding that they're drawing closer to God. So that's a good thing to hear, that we're hearing that people are drawing closer to God. And off that group that is drawing closer to God, there are also some other interesting things. The black people, they're finding that they're drawing closer 41%. Hispanic, 30%. White, 20%. And 
And so there is growth that is taking place in our world during this COVID time. It's very hard, especially as pastors, to, to, to realize what's really happening out there because you don't get to always see everybody, so you don't know what is the response overall. But it's telling us that people are drawing closer. So that's a really good thing to hear. Reading from uh, Canada's Christian Youth Magazine this month, I was also encouraged to see that they devoted their entire magazine to the topic in need of prayer. I think, yeah, way to go. Now, that's interesting that Canada's top youth magazine, Christian youth magazine, is doing all articles encouraging young people to be praying. I think that's an important message. Now, in regards to the problems of social media, there was another study I read there from the University of California and explores the topic of media consumption, uh, the problem that is consuming the time of people, really not just young people, but of all ages. Uh, Social media is really captivating a lot of our time, and a lot of our time is not being well spent because we're spending way too much time this whole social media thing. They have some very alarming numbers. Uh, They they tell us that we're being uh, inundated with the equivalent of 63 gigabytes of information each day on social media. For older people, we have no idea what in the world does that mean. Well, it says that's about 12 DVDs. Same as watching 12 DVDs or nine hours of streaming ultra HD video, enough to overload a laptop computer in two weeks. That's the kind of information you're getting every day through social media. That's what's coming out there. That's what's coming against us. And then we wonder, why don't we have time to pray? Why don't we have the mind of Christ on matters? It's because we're listening to the wrong places. Simply put, social media has robbed us of ability to process and to think clearly. And it's telling us in that article, we're in overload. We're in an overload situation. But thankfully, Christians are starting to recognize we need to pray. We need to get back to this thing that the Bible from the very foundation of the earth told us this is something that's very, very important for all of us to do is that we must pray. We need to get the mind of Christ on matters. And that will only come by getting into the Word of God and through prayer. You know, it's great that I'm so encouraged just to see a youth magazine talk about to this generation of today to say, you know what you need to do? You need to be praying. And I'm thinking, I've been saying that for years, finally. They got it. Yes, everyone, whether you're young or whether you're old, we need to pray. And right now, that's true more than ever. We really need to pray. And that's the truth that Jesus taught us over and over again through his own life, that we should pray and seek the mind of God in all matters. We all need to pray. And if we're Christians, if we call ourselves Christians, then that means we're calling ourselves followers of God. And if we're followers of God, then we're going to be following what Jesus laid out for us. What did Jesus do? And you'll see over and over and over again that Jesus would pray. Even when they'd be in amongst the crowds and, you know, the world, they want to ask their questions. Questions, questions, questions. And 
the disciples, they got caught up quite a number of times trying to answer all the questions. And they'd look around, and all of a sudden, Jesus is gone. Where'd Jesus go? I don't know. Where'd he go? And the Bible says he went to pray. He went to pray. We need to be taking these matters to the Lord and prayer. Now, we've all heard lots of sermons on prayer, lots of articles on prayer, lots of podcasts on prayer, you know, stating that need that we need to pray. Well, what do we need to do? We need to pray. Are we doing that? Are we doing that? Are we praying? Are we seeking the Lord? Jesus clearly taught that by example, that prayer is crucial in our lives. And if we're going to be disciples of Christ, if we're going to be followers of Christ, then we need to be making sure that we take time to pray. And I understand I can get busy too. I know there's lots of activities of life out there. There's lots of things that we can be doing. You know, we live in a world where we have many pleasures, and that's great that we have many pleasures, but don't allow those pleasures to take the place of your time with God. That, that needs to be, you know, absolutely squared around saying nobody touches this area of my life. Prayer, no compromise. I will not do anything else. I'm going to set aside this time, and I'm going to keep to it. The disciples obviously had a lot of frustrations with prayer. Sometimes, you know, they didn't realize Jesus had gone and prayed. Sometimes they were so busy thinking they had the answers when they realized they really didn't have the answer, and they go back to Jesus, who had been praying, and then he tells them, well, this is what you really needed to do. Sometimes when they go with Jesus and pray, sometimes, just like us, they fell asleep, and Jesus kind of had to wake them up and say, hey, you need to pray. This time that you are in is a need to pray. And we look at that when Jesus was uh, uh, going to be betrayed. What did he tell disciples? You need to be praying. You need to be praying. But what did they do? They were too tired. Fell asleep. So as we look to the scriptures, we see the disciples, they came to Jesus. Well, Jesus teaches how to pray because we're, we're not getting this. We're not seemingly getting through here. We're not understanding it well. And so Jesus gives that wonderful prayer, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And that was, that's a great prayer. It's a great model of prayer. It's a great formula to help us to pray and, and to reach our God. And you can find that in, uh, in Matthew chapter 6. But this morning, I'm going to use another one that's usually not used as a formula or, or as a, a guideline or a model for us to use at prayer. And it's found in this Psalm 66. And here the psalmist, he comes to the temple with his offerings, which could have been really my first point, because if we don't bring an offering to the Lord, that's a very important thing to do. And you bring it to the temple. You're not bringing it over here and over this place and that place and this place. You bring it to the temple. And they, he brought that offering to the temple, which is a very important thing that as we come to ask God of things, well, bring your offerings. Don't come empty-handed when you're coming to ask the Lord for things. Bring your offerings, fulfill your promises, so that the Lord may be attentive to your prayers. And, and that's another big old sermon, which we're not going to go into today, so I won't go on that rabbit trail. But what I want to refer to is what the author did after he brought his offerings to God. The encouragement that he gave that serves as an example for us, and even a, a formula, if you will, that helps us to have our, make our prayers 
more effective. And that's found in those verses 16 to 20 of Psalm 66. And uh, we really want to get the mind of Christ uh, on every matter. And we do want our prayers to be answered. What's the point of praying if they don't get answered? So we want to get to that place where we have effective prayer. And I think what this author outlines for us here is definitely an example that can help us and lead us that our prayers might indeed be more effective. So that's what I'm hoping to do for you this morning and to guide you to make your prayers that much more effective. So the first advice that the psalmist shares with us that serves as an effective formula for prayer is to come to prayer with the purpose of listening. Psalm 66, 16, come and listen. You know, most times when we come before God, we, we, we come with our wish list, we come with our problem list, we come with our want list, and I want to tell you something, that's okay. God does invite us to bring all of our cares upon him. So God does welcome us to come with, even if you have a wish list, even if you have a want list and all your requests, God does invite you to come before him with those things. But God also wants us to come before him listening, listening, listening. So whatever is going on in your life, maybe there's some hurts, maybe there's some frustrations, maybe there's some questions that you want to have, maybe you're on some kind of a bandwagon right now, God wants to speak to you. But you need to be praying with the purpose of listening. Don't just pray and run away like we a lot of times normally do. We, we, we get, expose our heart to God, we throw out all those things that are bothering us, and then we say amen, and we get up and we leave. And we need to learn to take some time and listen. See what God might say. We've been really practicing this a lot more in our times of prayer here at the church, where we've been really encouraging people that have different gifts. We all are different individuals. We all have different gifts. We all hear differently. And so we've been really opening it up to say, well, what are you hearing? What's God saying to you? And it's been rather interesting as people start to share. Same thing. I was thinking the same thing. And, and so there's been really encouraging as we've been really trying to practice that, that part of listening to do a better job listening. Now, sometimes God may speak through his word, the Bible. Sometimes God may speak through an impression that you get. That is, you're praying, and all of a sudden you get an impression. And that's often can be God speaking. Uh, sometimes just God speaking to our spirit, spirit to spirit. Sometimes God speaks by a dream or a vision. Sometimes even on rare occasions, you actually might even hear a voice. But God does want to speak to us. God does want us to listen so that we can hear what he's saying. Again, if you go back to the book of Revelations and you read the messages of the seven churches, what is the most important part of the message of the seven churches? It's repeated every time. So obviously it's saying the most important part is he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. So it's very important that we're listening for his voice. And, and so God wants to be part of our conversation. Again, it's not a conversation if it's just one way. And so God wants our prayer time to be a conversation where we are praying, we're asking, we're seeking, but we're also listening to what he might have to say to us. So as you pray, come with an expectation that you're going to hear. 
Whether God speaks to you through the Bible that you're doing through your devotions or whether that impression, whether a dream, a vision, whatever way he would choose. And, and we all have different ways that sometimes, you know, we hear from God. Sometimes a picture uh, comes to our mind. Whatever way God speaks to you, that's the way he's going to continue to speak to you. And sometimes he might even up, open up new doors and new ways that he might speak to you. But our important part for us is let us listen. Let us listen. And we really are. We're trying to do that more. I'm trying to do that more in my own life. We're trying to do that more in our prayer times here at church, that we're trying to be better listeners, not just people praying, but praying and listening. And so, like, to me, that's a really good thing to include in your model of prayer is to take time to listen. Take time to listen. And then secondly, the psalmist teaches us that we should come before the Lord in prayer with reverence. Psalm 66, 16, come and listen, all of you who fear God. Now, a reverence for God is the same thing as a fear for God. And it's something that is needed in our, in our lives, for sure. And sadly today, there's very little fear of God. I, I find it quite amazing, even as we've been going through this COVID season, and, you know, there. It's amazing how many people of the world have come to me and talked to me and say, is this the plagues of the Bible? Many Christians have come, is this the plagues of the Bible? And they're worried. And I'm thinking like, well, if you are even thinking that way, shouldn't you be responding to God? Shouldn't you be acknowledging God? Shouldn't you be giving your life to God? Shouldn't you be really choosing to press in and serve the Lord? If you believe that, and I find a lot of people are just asking questions they have no intentions of doing anything about. Well, we need to have a fear of God, a reverence for God. It's something our society really needs to be uh, aware of and needs to take place in our lives. God is to be feared in the sense of, in, of the acknowledgement of who he is and that he is the Lord God Almighty. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the Lord of all of heaven. You don't just simply... Think that, oh, I don't just approach him any old way that I want. Come and approach your prime minister any way that you want. You won't even get close. Come and approach a king any way you want. There's some protocols in approaching a person of authority. And that's what the psalmist is trying to get us to say. Listen, there's some protocols that you need to be aware of as you approach that person of authority. God is a person of authority. So we need to come before him with awe, with respect, uh, taking our prayer seriously. Uh, like we sang that song here a little bit, or purify my heart. Let it be as gold, as pure gold. Lord, I, I want to come before you with a clean heart, a right heart. That's something that's very important. We need to, when we come to pray, it is a serious time with God. Don't take your prayers lightly. Because you're entering into the throne room of God. You, you may not see that in a natural eye. You may not feel that in a natural sense, but in a spiritual sense, when you pray, you've all of a sudden got an audience with the King of Kings. You all of a sudden have walked into a throne room where it's you and God, and you have a personal time with him. Everyone else is out back, and you have a personal time with the King. That's what prayer really is. So as we approach the Lord with a holy fear of respect, just like it tells us in the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed 
be your name. Don't forget that part. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be holy is your name. You're worthy of my praise. You're worthy of my worship. You're worthy of my commitment. You're worthy of my reverence. Now I realize we can also approach God in a maybe a more casual way of Abba Father. That talks about when we're in that place of a very close relationship. Some people think they have a close relationship when they don't. You only speak Abba Father when you're in a real close relationship with him, where there's a good communication going on. But as we do that, we need to remember as well, even when we say, ah, my daddy, ah, awesome, wonderful. Also remember that daddy is Father God, our heavenly father. He's not just an earthly father. He's a heavenly father, a figurehead of authority, a king of kings, a lord of lords, So keep that in mind. See, our God deserves our respect. He deserves our reverence as we approach Him. Yes, we can approach Him with the boldness of a child, knowing that He's going to listen to us and hear us. The picture that comes to my mind is Queen Esther when she went before the king to make a request. And as she did that, she was going to her husband. But her husband was the king. She was a queen but he's the king. And she realized that as she would go before the king, she was risking her very life because if she approached the king when the king didn't want her to be there or she missed some protocols, the king could have her executed, and which was very common at that time that often a queen would be executed because she was going to make a request and she didn't follow proper protocol. But as Queen Esther went in there, the scepter was extended to her to come forth. And that's what God does for you through Jesus Christ. That's part of the protocol. He paid your price. So as you come before him as the king, Father God, he extends a scepter to you to receive you into his throne room that you can talk. So when you think of all those things, think of reverence. Start thinking of your God as the king of kings and the Lord of Lords, and how you would approach any earthly king or any other leader of a nation. And that'll help you a lot as you come into your times of prayer. Then thirdly, the psalmist encourages us to come before the Lord in prayer with testimony. Testimony is a great way to show appreciation and thanksgiving God. Psalm 66, 16. Come and listen, all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. Acknowledging what God has done in your life is a great way to approach God in prayer. It shows that you're appreciating God for what he's already done. When you kind of go in before any person and you have a request before any person, it's kind of nice that you kind of go in and say, you know, thank you. Like, uh, you know, there's been some, last time you helped me was really, really good. And, and you kind of go in there giving a testimony of previous responses that as you prayed, these things happen. And so you go in there and say, you know, God, I just want to tell you about how you answered that prayer and what took place and how this has happened and how this thing turned around for me. It's good to remind the Lord, even though he knows, but he wants you to know. He wants to hear that you appreciate what he's been doing in your life. And so, again, as you come before the Lord, make sure you take time to give a testimony to the Lord that you're showing that you appreciate what God has done towards you. 
And we all know that, you know, if you go to some other person and you acknowledge that they have helped you, that they've made a difference in your life, doesn't that kind of help you to listen to them a little bit more? Doesn't that help you to say, well, if I'm going to give this person advice, at least uh, I I realize that they're actually listening. They're actually going to do uh, what I'm, I'm telling them they could possibly do instead of just wasting my time just speaking to the air. So it's a good thing to come testify what the Lord has done. Because it pleases Him. It not only pleases God, it helps you. When you begin to testify of what God has done in your life and how that as you've come to God in prayer at other times in your life and God has answered you, God has met your need, that also encourages you that as you come before Him that you're going to come with a greater boldness, you're going to come with a greater faith, realizing God is going to listen and God is going to respond. So, That testimony actually helps you, probably more you than God himself. But your story lifts up God, but it also helps you to receive from him because it's going to help you with your faith to believe God for an answer. And then fourthly, we're encouraged to come before God in prayer, asking for help, crying out to him for help. So getting emotional about your request. We need to come asking, believing, but come sometimes emotionally that you really, really, really need this. Psalm 66, 17, for I cried out to him for, for help. One of the things about our Heavenly Father is that just as an earthly father or mother, when their child cries in a room, they know it's their child. You, you, you can go into a, a grocery store and your child maybe wasn't paying attention or you weren't paying attention and they disappear and all of a sudden you hear them screech. You know it's your child. You know what? Our Heavenly Father knows it when we cry out as well. When we're crying out, we're totally frustrated or we're emotionally distraught and we're crying out for God, asking God for help. He hears us. He knows who we are. He knows our voice. He really does. And so he will come to us. And as we ask for help, he would help us. The Bible said he is an ever-present help in a time of trouble. He's always there. Just ask. Ask. And, you know, if you're all emotional about it because you've got into a situation where it is an emotional situation, that is okay. Because he knows. He comes running when he hears our cries. He comes running knowing there's something wrong. My child needs help. And God comes running to listen. So go ahead and ask. He's reminding us here today that he wants to help us. And he wants to hear our request. He, he, he's a God that responds to the cries of our heart. So I just want to encourage you. Go ahead and ask. Then number five in coming before God in prayer, we should come before him with praise. Our praise should include things like thanksgiving, worship, Just like as we come uh, here in church and we spend that time of praise and worship, that's a very important thing to do. Because the Bible tells us that's how we're to approach God. A lot of us come before God without the protocol of praise and worship. It is very important that we come in this place and we have a wonderful worship team that's leading us in worship. We enter in this place with praise and with thanksgiving. Because that's the protocol 
for God to come and to respond and to move in this place. And, and so that's very important for us. And it's not about the music, whether you like music or that. Our job is still the same. We're to come in this place ready to give him praise, to give him worship, because it's the protocol for him to come into this place. And that's the same thing with prayer. That's the protocol that gets God's attention. The Bible says, present your requests with praise, your petitions with praise and with thanksgiving. Praise is the highway to the throne room of God. Praise is that entrance ticket that opens the door into the presence of God and into an audience with God. And as you pray, show that you're happy, that you're happy to be in his presence. Nothing worse, worse than coming to, oh, I just don't want to be here. What am I here for? Oh, I don't want to be here today. Well, you may as well forget doing any asking or anything else because you just, you, you've lost it. And you show, I'm happy, God, I'm happy that I, I can have this time with you. Lord, that you're listening to me. God, that I can come into your throne, that you give me this privilege. Be a little bit happy about as you come in there with some praise, with thanksgiving. If there's no happiness in our praise and our worship, is that ever a drudgery? I'm sure you've been to a church before where they just sing, and it's like, oh my gosh, that is the worst singing I've ever heard. Because it wasn't from their hearts. It's great to come to a place where people worship from their hearts and they sing from their hearts. It's wonderful. Speak your praise. Sing your praise. Testify your praise. Give thanks to the Lord for what he has done because it's a highway that gets you into a direct access in the throne room. Kind of bumps you to the head of the line. Do you want to stay at the end of the line or do you want to get to the front? Just start praising. Just start doing some thanksgiving and you'll get bumped to the front of the line. So come before him with praise and thanksgiving. Then number six in coming before the Lord in prayer, come with confession. Come ready to confess and repent of your sins. They go together. You can't have confession without repentance. They go together. Psalm 66, 18, if I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. This is a very important issue that keeps a lot of our prayers from being answered. The Bible is very clear about that. Because we have sinned, he's not listening. So God has given us an opportunity that if we confess our sins, the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So let's get to that place when we're coming to a, a time of prayer to say, God, let's start being honest. God, I have sinned. Lord, I, I've made some mistakes this week. Lord, Lord, I've had some thoughts that I shouldn't have had this week. And the Bible says we all have sinned and we've all have come short of the glory of God. So don't, don't think that, well, I, I don't have a sin issue. Well, we all sin. All you have to do is one thought. Boom, you sinned. So the Bible says, come confess your sins. Confess those sins. Re repent of those sins. Say, God, God, I'm really sorry. I don't want to keep doing this anymore. God, give me the strength. Give me the power that I might overcome this sin, especially if it's a sin that keeps happening over and over and over again. But God knows all about us. So there's no sense hiding anything from him. Sometimes we think we come before God and we got a whole bunch of secrets. <laughs> there's no secrets with God. God knows everything. So you might as well come there and you may as well confess it. You may as well just say, yes, Lord, I messed up this week. 
God, I messed up today. I made a terrible job today. God, I am so sorry. Would you forgive me today? And what does he say? Yes, I will. Yes, I will. I will forgive you. But So it's a good thing that we get sin out of the way because we're coming before a holy God. He cannot stand in the presence of sin. He came to forgive sin. So let's deal with sin that we might enter into the holies of holies and pray and talk to him. So that's important. You know, sometimes Christians think, well, sin doesn't matter. You often hear people say, well, God doesn't mind. I don't know why you mind. He doesn't mind. He's not convicting me. Or I'm at peace with this. I'm good. I'm good. Well, if it's in direct violation of God's word, I don't care if you feel good. I don't care if you say you feel at peace. My friend, you're deceived. If you're saying that I'm at peace when you're doing something that God's word clearly points out is sin and it's wrong. The Bible says there's a great delusion in our world. There's a lot of people out there that are doing sin that is clearly marked in the Bible, and they say, I'm at peace with God. I'm, I'm, everything's good with God. I'm thinking, no, it's not. No, it's not. We need to deal with our sin. We need to confess our sins and ask him to forgive us. A good prayer is, purify my heart. Or from the psalm that says, uh, uh, Lord, see if there be any, search me, O God, and see if there be any wicked way in me. I want to get rid of that. I don't want to come in your presence with any hindrance that would keep my prayers or that would keep our audience that I have with you shortened. I want to clear that out so that I have a great time with you. So bring, confess your sin, repent of your sin. That's a good thing. And then lastly, in coming before the Lord in prayer, we need to come expecting an audience. If we've followed the things that God's words tell us to do, then we should have an expectation that God's going to listen, that God is going to hear me. And that's what this psalmist found out as well. Psalm 66, 19 to 20. He says, but God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. When we approach God in the right way, there should be a confidence and an expectation that God's going to hear us that we're going to have an audience with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's going to answer us. He's going to speak to us. Confidence grows. Expectation grows when we come before the Lord in the ways that he encourages us to come. We need to be approaching him in prayer. But as we approach him, let's expect an answer. Let's expect an answer. God is listening. I really think that we're in a season right now where God is listening more than ever before to our requests and to our prayers. And he's responding to people. More and more people are experiencing God. You may not see it with our natural eye yet, but there are people that are looking to the Lord. God's going to give you an audience. So as you pray, come expecting an audience with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Somebody that has the authority and the power to deal with all the issues that you might have in your life. That's who he is. So I hope these few verses have helped you and maybe can even serve as a model or like a formula to help you pray more effectively. 
I hope that it also helps you to see there are protocols when we come before the Lord. And those protocols help our prayers to be more effective. We are living in a season where prayer is an answer for what our world needs. Right now, right now, everything is going on in our world. I'll tell you what the answer is. It's prayer. But a lot of people don't want to do it. A lot of Christians don't want to do it. They'd rather blab, 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 talk, 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 and not whisper a word of prayer or seek the Lord. God is telling us as Christians, we need to pray. Christians need to pray. Let's leave the world out of it. Christians need to pray. If my people who call by my name will humble themselves. See, that's where it's at. We don't want to humble ourselves. There's a lot of Christians don't want to humble themselves, admit that they're wrong, admit that they're not doing what God has really called them to do, and to start praying. We need to hear the mind of God. We need to be like Jesus and to seek the Lord to find out what is God's will, because I can only do what God wills me to do. He's only going to bless that which is in his will. So let us get ourselves in tune with God that we might hear his voice, that we might respond to him, and he respond to us that we might see some of the great things that we're asking for. You will note today, if you're online watching us, if you listen to a lot of other speakers today, I can pretty much guarantee a lot of them are talking about prayer. That's the need of the church. I know Judy and I, yesterday, we were on the road for quite a bit, and we listened to about three or four sermons and a lot of them were talking about that need of the church to respond is prayer. We don't necessarily like that. Sometimes we don't like to pray. But I really think this is a time to inconvenience ourselves and really put prayer in the forefront of all of our lives and to seek his face. Because God is wanting to speak to us. So Lord, I want to hear God, I want to hear better. Lord, there's just so much happening in our world. Lord, even with the media stuff, like it's just constant, constant, constant. I want to get in your throne room. I want to get that place where there's no one else speaking. There's no one else talking. There's no one else interrupting. Where it's an audience of you and me. And Lord, I'm thankful that that's something that you desire as well. You want us to get in that place where we can quiet ourselves and be in an audience with you as our King of kings and our Lord of lords. To be in an audience with the person that who is in authority, that has authority over all things, under the earth, on the earth, above the earth. You have all authority. So, Lord, you're the one that can do the things that we're actually asking because you're the one that's in authority. You just need to speak the word, and it can be done. Whether we need a miracle, whether we need a healing, whether we need salvation, whether we need peace, whatever we need, you're the person that's in authority. You're the one that can grant it and declare it to be so. And so, Father, I just want to pray for your people here today. Lord, that whatever they're going through, some are going through some financial things. Very, very hard. Lord, you're the one in authority. 
You can turn a business around. You can bring in new people. You can give us a new job. You can give us a new business. I pray for those that, Lord, are struggling with anxiety. Because, Lord, right now our world is promoting fear, fear, fear. And there's definitely a spirit of fear that's in operation in our world right now. And that's how they're practicing control. They use fear to control. And, Lord, you tell us you haven't given us the spirit of fear. That, that fear doesn't come from you. That's not from you. Lord, you desire to give us a sound mind. And so, Lord, I would speak that over people that are struggling here. And people are struggling online today. That, Lord, they've listened to all the things out there and the fear has gripped them. And there's anxiety. And, Lord, is being caused by all that is happening in the world. I pray that, Lord, today you would touch them. That, Lord, they'd be able to get in that secret place, that quiet place, just you and them. And that, Lord, you're going to deal with that anxiety. You're going to deal with that fear in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, I break off fear right now in the name of Jesus. Whether it's here in this building or whether it's through the Internet lines, we break off fear in Jesus' name. We break off anxiety in Jesus' name. You do not belong to a child of God. And we command you to go in Jesus' name. And we pray that the peace of God that passes all this natural understanding will come and fill your heart, soul, and mind. And that he will keep you. He will watch over you. Yes, he is the Lord that is able. He is the Lord that is able to protect you from every deadly disease, every deadly thing that is out there, he is the Lord. He is the one in authority. You want to get close to him. You want to look to him because he's in the place of authority that he can help you. He can protect you. He can strengthen you. He can give you wisdom for how you should respond in these days. Father, I thank you that you are desiring time with me. I thank you you're desiring to spend time with each and every one in this place. You're desiring to spend time with each and everyone who is watching or is going to be listening to this message today. God, would you help us to set aside the things of our lives, whether it's busyness, work, whatever our schedules might be, that we can make some time for you. And then come and speak. Then come and move. Lord, I want to say we welcome you in this place. You are welcome in this place. You are welcomed in this church. You are welcome in the lives of the people of this church. You, you are welcome here, Lord. We would welcome you into our community here, God. We would welcome you into this whole Lakeland region. We would welcome you, Lord, in this province. We would welcome you in this nation. That, Lord, just as we made this nation... We said that you would have dominion from sea to sea. We said that. We declared that as Canadians. And God, I, I pray you would take your rightful place once again as the Lord of Canada. From sea to sea. From coast to coast. From east to west, north to south. Lord, we declared that when we named this nation. And Father, once again, we're saying, God, forgive us, because, Lord, we haven't been doing that. 
we again just say, Lord, may you have dominion in our own lives first, in our churches, then in our communities, and then in our nation. Sea to sea, coast to coast, shore to shore, north to south, east to west. So, Lord, we just welcome you to come and to speak. And I know that you are, Lord. I know I could stop this service right now, and I could have people start posting uh, who are watching us online. I could have people start coming to the front and testifying of how God has been speaking to them in these last few months. Lord, continue to speak. You're telling us that you have greater things for us. You're telling us that you want to speak greater things in our lives. And we welcome that, Lord. We welcome that. So I pray blessing over your people here this morning. Lord, as we go home, as we go back to wherever we might be going, I just pray blessing over each and every person that is watching and being a part of us today. I pray that, Lord, you would encounter us in fresh and new ways. I pray that, Lord, help our ears to be open, that they might hear what the Spirit is saying to each one of us. So, Lord, I just thank you for your goodness today and your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, bless you today. Amen. Thank you today. So, so good to have you. Praise his name. Praise God. So have a great day, those that are online. If you already cut them off, I guess that's all right. But lush, thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming. It's really good and really encouraging just to have you here and uh, to see real faces and uh, do a, an elbow greeting or whatever. But just great to have you. On your way out, just uh, please observe your social distancing. Give your hands another cleaning. And uh, you go out through this door here or go out through the door in the foyer. You can stay where you are and, and chat as well, just as long as you observe that social distancing. Bless you. Thank you for coming today. God bless you all.